At Wheaton Park District, we manage 54 parks, dozens of playgrounds, tennis courts, and a mini golf and skate park. We have an accredited zoo, a county museum, multiple athletic fields and sports complex, two swimming pools, 150 acres of nature preserves, and a 27-hole golf course and banquet facility. Everything else is just a talk in the park. This month's guest started his Park District career at the age of 14, currently serves as Wheaton Park District's Executive Director. He has been a leader in conservation for our parks and natural areas, spearheaded the effort to acquire additional land for athletic space and playgrounds, and so much more. He is instrumental in enhancing the quality of life for the Wheaton community. He leads the district's three foundations, Cosley Zoo, DuPage County Historical Museum, and Play for All Playground and Garden Foundation. He advocates for the conservation and protection of natural Illinois wildlife, preserving history of DuPage County, and creating an inclusive play space for children regardless of ability. Please welcome Mike Bernard, Executive Director of the Wheaton Park District. Thank you very much. Thanks for Thanks, thanks for, for joining on. us. Yeah, pleasure, Glad to have you. Pleasure is mine. What did the Wheaton Park District achieve in 2019? 2019 was another very productive year for the Park District. We completed a number of projects across the park system, including the development of the Prairie Patch Nature Play Area at the Lincoln Marsh, the addition of pickleball courts at Atten Park, the lobby and the restrooms at the Central Athletic Complex were renovated, the indoor track at the Community Center was completely rebuilt, and we completed Phase 1 of a handicapped accessible treehouse at the Sensory Playground in partnership with the Play for All Foundation. This last fall, our projects team got a great start on building a new playground at Hull Park, which will reopen early this summer. I am also very glad to report that the complete renovation of Memorial Park is well underway. After nearly three years of planning and community involvement, this major project began in August of 2019 and is scheduled for completion in time for the Taste of Wheaton this June. Later this spring, we will be announcing a schedule of concert dates that will take place in June, July, and August at the new band shell, which is an exciting addition to our annual schedule of activities. So with you serving as executive director for over 10 years, how have you seen the Park District evolve over your tenure? Uh, well, for decades, the Wheaton Park District has distinguished itself by providing high-quality programs and facilities that serve to improve our community quality of life. I think some of our most impactful work over the last 10 or so years has been in the realm of creating and sustaining partnerships with the local nonprofit service sector, the private sector, and other units of local government. For example, our schedule of community special events has grown significantly over the last 10 years. Each event has a local nonprofit partner that benefits financially from the event. We're able to provide new community events for the public to enjoy, and our private sector partners have new opportunities to engage the public via sponsorships and event presence. We've also created new relationships with other local governments. We are partners with DuPage County in the operation of the DuPage County Historical Museum. We also worked with the school district to put in a synthetic turf field at Graff Park uh, for joint use, just to name a few examples of those government partnerships. I believe that it is within these community partnerships that high-impact public service occurs. So most recently, you won the Ron Brinkman Community Leadership Award. So who are some of the leaders and mentors that shaped you into a leader? Oh, well, first, it was truly a, an amazing surprise, and I am I'm absolutely honored to have received that recognition from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, uh, humbling. 
but talk about how I came up in the industry. I really, as you mentioned, I got my start in this field at the age of 14 when I started working at the Lombard Park District Pool. Mm -hmm. Um, I was cleaning bathrooms and cleaning gutters, Mm -hmm. and at some point I became a lifeguard and a swimming instructor, and then down the road, you know, a coach and a pool manager, and after I figured out you could get a degree in working at a park district right. through a parks and recreation mm-hmm. uh, curriculum, I did that, and you know the rest is history. So I, you know, I'm really a product of this industry from a young age. I really love the fact that the park district realm really provides some of the best first employment opportunities mm-hmm. for kids in our community to develop those leadership skills to have that first job. Of course, not everybody goes on to have a career in in the running of a park district or park district programs, Mm -hmm. but I think that park districts provide a tremendous service to our young population in providing those job opportunities, those leadership skill development opportunities. And I'm always thrilled when some of our seasonal staff and part-time staff go on Mm -hmm. to pursue careers in, in parks and recreation, but I'm also just as proud when some of our long-term young employees go on to successful college careers and successful careers Mm -hmm. in in many other areas of of work uh, here in the community. But as far as a mentor of mine is concerned, I worked for a guy right out of college. I graduated from Southern Illinois University in 91 with a degree in Parks and Recreation Administration. And I was fortunate to be hired as an intern and then athletic supervisor, very similar to what Mark does, uh, at the Oaklawn Park District. And the guy that ran that park district was uh, was named Ernie Nance. And he was uh, somewhat of a legend in our field. He's, mm-hmm. he's since passed on. But locally, his distinction around here is he was actually the very first executive director of the Naperville Park District when it was incorporated in 1968, uh, which I always joked with him about the fact that that was the year I was born, which he didn't appreciate. <laughs> uh, but anyway, a super guy took me under his wing, helped me understand what it meant to truly be a public servant, mm-hmm. and uh, gave, me my, gave me my first shot. And uh, so I will always be grateful to Ernie for uh, believing in a young guy named Mike Bernard. And I try to do my best to pay him back by being a, a positive role model and a mentor to young people uh, currently in our field or who are maybe interested in developing mm-hmm themselves uh, as a park district professional. Great listening and hearing some mentors and some people from, you know, somebody that's an executive director for so long and, you know, knowing how they shaped your career and how you can try to pay it forward to somebody else like Amy or myself or, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody looking to get into the field because it's not always what you know, it's who you know, and you need somebody that can uh, give you that opportunity and look what you did with that opportunity. I mean, you probably back then didn't know where your the ceiling was going to be for you and it's kind of nice to see that you got there and you recognize it and you're like I'm going to do what he did for me and hopefully there's somebody out there that can be you and uh, you be their Ernie so to speak. Well I'd be proud to be to be anybody's Ernie because he, he had a tremendously positive impact on my life and my professional career and Frankly, a lot of other professionals in, in, mm-hmm. in Illinois Parks and Recreation were interns of Ernie and uh, had an opportunity to succeed because of his caring and because of his uh, stewardship. So thank you. With a lot of the 
activities, achievements from 2019. What is Wheaton Park District looking forward to in 2020 as some of their goals and accomplishments? Well, obviously, as I mentioned, the completion of Memorial Park and the new concert mm-hmm. series will be a, a real highlight of 2020 and, and a long time coming. We're also going to be making some plans in 2020 to celebrate the Park District's 100th anniversary, which is in 2021. So we're going to have to stay tuned for details on that because uh, some fun planning to do to share uh, a year worth of celebration with the public and the team here. We have a number of park and facility maintenance projects teed up. Certainly keep all of our crews busy. Uh, you know, we're just we're looking forward to a fantastic year of service across all of all facilities and all program areas and uh, it's just wonderful to be a part of an organization that the public chooses to spend time with and when you live in a world of a lot of have to's you know it's nice to have it's nice to work in a realm where you are a get to people get to spend time with us at the park district you know you get to go to camp you get to go to the pool Mm -hmm. you know you have to go to school (laughs) you have to take the garbage out you get to uh, walk in the park Um, so uh, definitely we want more of that for our community and for ourselves uh, here at the park district in 2020 so i think that'd be my best wish and goal for 2020 is more people take that opportunity well we're gonna have a lot for them to do that's for sure we sure do (laughs) so i know you talked about a lot of the projects that we completed in 2019 and i know we obviously have a lot coming up in 2020 so how can the community get involved in some of these bigger projects Um, you mentioned some of the foundations that the park district is closely affiliated with i think the some of the most meaningful ways for people to get involved with the park Mm -hmm. district is to take part in a in an activity that is is being hosted by the park district Mm -hmm. in partnership with one of its affiliate foundations you know a perfect example of that is coming up at the end of this month we have a a new partnership Mm -hmm. with the wheaton public library uh, that we've just developed and we are hosting uh, in conjunction with the dupage county historical museum foundation Mm -hmm. a mini golf special event where participants will be able to play 18 holes of mini golf in the library. It's an adult event, so we'll have, you know, adult beverages and mm-hmm. we'll have some raffles and then some silent auction items, but it's essentially a fundraiser. Um, do, but, we have, do you have to be quiet because it's a library? No, this is one of the, this is one of the times where you will, not get, sh- you will not get shushed at the library during the, during the event. It is called Mad for Plaid. And it's on January 31st, and that is that is probably your very next opportunity for some fun community involvement. You can do some good for the library, do some good for the county museum, and have a have a nice time uh, during the dog days of winter uh, when fun. you need an opportunity to get out. Those opportunities, you know, the special event opportunities, the events we put on uh, in partnership with the Cosley Zoo Foundation. Mm-hmm. DuPage uh, Museum Foundation uh, also has another event coming up in March called Casino Night, and we'd love to have uh, people from the public who have not yet uh, come to those events, you know, try them out. Beyond that, getting involved with the Park District is as easy as walking out your front door Mm -hmm. and visiting one of our 54 parks that uh, provide an opportunity, you know, for you to decompress and, you know, this this uh, this concept of getting out in nature as a as a prescription for wellness is i think a great uh, part of what we do 
that's the best way to get involved is sign up for a program, go to a mm-hmm. special event. Um, we are also always interested in adding board members and committee members to our ranks at the Cosley Foundation, at the Museum Foundation, and at the mm-hmm. Play for All Foundation. If you have a time and talent and, and treasure on your hands that you wish to share, <laughs> Those three foundations in particular are near and dear to the Park District's heart, mm-hmm. and uh, we work closely with them to, to make things happen. So I'd, that's the first place I would direct people. First, out your front door into a park, and second, to one of these events through these foundations that we work with. And giving back to the community is a great way to renew yourself uh, as well. Yeah, I think showing up to these events opens your eyes as to opportunities that people can volunteer or get involved and if you're there and you're like oh i like that aspect how do i join somebody from the park district is going to be able to help you out and get that information to you yeah we really have i think one of the best opportunities for volunteerism uh, in town uh, through the park district oh my gosh the hundreds of volunteer uh, youth athletic team coaches yep the opportunities for involvement at every single special event we have. The last statistic I think I saw for 2019 is I think we logged something on the order of 79,000 volunteer hours in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I'm certain that while that seems like a gigantic number, I'm sure there were plenty of volunteer positions that went unfilled. So please, folks out there in mm-hmm. podcast land, if you have an interest in spending <laughs> some time with yes. some fun people in, mm-hmm. a, in a fun place and doing some good work, call the Park District and we'd be happy to direct you to something that uh, can fill your time with in a positive way. Mm-hmm. The 100th anniversary is coming up. So I know you've mentioned it before. Can you give one sneak peek as to what people could look forward to as how the Park District is going to celebrate and, you know, what what is kind of on our plate to kind of commemorate it? Well, the details are not entirely firm, but I, I will say our intention is we want to share a history, um, where we've been as a Park District, the, the advances we've made in the services that we provide. I think there's a really uh, fun story to tell about the how, how the Park District came to be all the way back in 1921, the evolution of park after park and open space areas being preserved forever over over the decades is a, mm-hmm. is a fun story. Uh, we want to tell it and we want to celebrate and we want to celebrate the the differences that we make in people's lives, not only through, parks and open spaces, which is at the core of our reason for existence, but also mm-hmm. uh, the services we provide, really from cradle to grave. Um, so it's an opportunity to take a step back, acknowledge all those people over the years who have, have given their time uh, as, as citizen board members, as, as commissioners of the Wheaton Park District over all these years, mm-hmm. all the staff members that have come and gone. It's a time to celebrate uh, because the, the work that this agency has done over the last 100 years has been just truly impactful in so many positive ways. So I, I don't have details for you, Mark, but... Um, it, I know. We're I, gonna, I tried, everybody. We're gonna, I tried to squeeze them for something. We're going to tell a good story, and we're going to have us some good fun. I can assure you that. Well, we appreciate you coming out, kind of talking about... 2019 and you know the future in 2020 and the 100 year anniversary in 2021 so there's a lot to look forward to for the upcoming future and again we really appreciate you stopping by and kind of 
leading the uh, the caravan that we all are on here at the Wheaton Park District in, uh, in every aspect that uh, we have a hand in. Well, it's my pleasure. You're very welcome. Mark, what happened last month at the Wheaton Park District? There was a lot of events that happened, but one I want to focus on was Pizza with Santa. The event took place on December 13th. It was a Friday. Santa Claus was out there. He was jolly. He was talking to all the kids. There was over 100 participants that showed up. There was a craft. They had pizza. They had dessert. You could go up and see Santa as many times as you want. We had pictures there. We had some staff that were there to take professional pictures for it. We also had staff there to take pictures on your cell phone because everybody wants their pictures on the phone to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great event. Uh, I brought my wife and my uh, almost three-month-old son. It was great. He didn't cry. you know. So we'll, we'll see about the first crying picture with Santa Claus. I think he was just too young to not uh, know the difference. But it was great. You know, Santa Claus was really mm-hmm. good. And you know, I think all the kids seemed to enjoy themselves. So, what did you ask for for Christmas from Santa? I so Santa did ask me and my wife what we wanted. Really, we just asked for a healthy baby. You know, it's what I've heard. It changes once you have kids. At three months old, I mean, he's not going to know the difference. He's not going to know what toys he got, how many toys he got. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard picking out toys too for a three month old, anyways. So we were like, let's just have a healthy, ask for a healthy baby. That's all we, you know, need right mm-hmm. now. And you know, if he's got a few little toys here and there, he'll be good. So. It, uh, but it turned out, turned out well. What else uh, did we have going on uh, last month at the Park District, Amy? We had our 8th annual Lions Club Reindeer Run. So we had over 1,500 runners, spectators, volunteers um, come out and cheer all the runners on at the beginning of the month. Everyone was wearing reindeer antlers. There were a lot of Santas. Um, so it was really fun to just blast Christmas music and uh, fill the streets of Wheaton with some reindeer. Do we have any snow or no? No, there was no snow this year. I don't. Is it? Do you want snow for a reindeer run? Do, it would you know? have been nice for a backdrop, but last year it poured down rain the whole time. So Oof. runners were very happy this year that it was just yes. a little bit cold yeah. versus rain. So it was good. Thanks so, to everyone that came out. Um, the proceeds benefited Lions Club Charities and the DuPage County Historical Museum. Great. Do we have any other events going on? Festival of Lights went on at Cosley Zoo. It features over 20,000 twinkly lights. And there are also Christmas trees for sale. The museum hosted Express, so we had six or seven different trains, and all of them were sold out. At the end of this month, we have two 21 and over events. The first is Straight from the Tap. It's a VIP beer tasting event that has limited time brews. Uh, it has food stations, live entertainment, and tickets will be available at arrowheadgolfclub.org. A week later, we have Mad for Plaid Manager Golf Tournament. It's hosted by the DuPage County Historical Museum and the Wheaton Public Library. It's a mini golf tournament through the stacks. It'll feature 18 holes with live entertainment, food and appetizers. And if you're interested in more information and or buying tickets, visit dupagemuseum.org. At the beginning of February, we have Isapalooza. So break out your winter blues and experience Isapalooza. This free outdoor event features ice skating, entertainment, concessions, games, and character visits by everyone's favorite Frozen characters, Anna and Elsa. 
And then at the end of February, we have the Daddy Daughter Princess Ball. So dads and daughters make special memories at the ball. Girls receive a corsage. They enjoy music, dancing, and more. If you're interested in any of these events, they can all also be found on WheatonParkDistrict.com. Today's question, I believe, is uh, important to talk about and kind of go in a little bit detail. So the question says, in your professional opinion, what is the appropriate age to start my child in youth athletics? Amy, I'm going to ask you, you don't have kids. What, in your opinion, would be an appropriate age to start somebody in sports athletics or whatever? Speaking from someone who never once played a sport growing up, I watched a lot of my cousins excel in sports. I would say, I would say like four or five. And I feel like then like they're starting to like build friendships, even like when they're, so they have like a camaraderie so they like know where they're going. And they're also like somewhat willing enough to like understand how to play somewhat a sport coordinated put the yeah. left foot in front of the right foot type of deal right but i feel like even when i go to watch like kids that i've nannied in the past place like play sports or whether it's swimming i feel like it's just constantly just staring up into space trying to figure out what to do so i don't know i think the earliest is probably like i would think four or five but if you really want your kid to excel i would say like eight or nine there's some definite points of there that i do agree with in my opinion i've been in athletics for six years in the park districts and played since i basically could walk i think it depends on what activity or sport you are looking to do I think some of the parent taught gymnastics and swimming lessons and some of those are great. It's bonding with your child. It's getting them out there. You're starting to meet people, kids that are going to be your same age and going to be growing up playing sports when you are four, five, eight, ten years old. So I think that is something that if you can work it into your schedule, if you can afford it, I think it's perfect to start when they're younger. Uh, build motor skills kind of just helps developmental that way. Mm-hmm. I think once you're getting into more league sports, I think that's where you look at, okay, preschool, kindergarten age, you know, four or five years old, I think is when you would start doing actual leagues where they're playing games and they're actually having practices. And it's not just a once a week, 45 minute class where they're just teaching, you know, very basic skills. Mm -hmm. I would say on a competitive edge, my professional opinion is third grade, second, third grade, depending on the sport is when you would want to start these travel slash competitive teams. Uh, I think nowadays parents are trying to start them younger and younger for competitive sports. And I don't Mm -hmm. think some of their bodies are and mentalities uh, are mature enough to be able to play a competitive sport at such a young age. Wheaton Park District starts travel basketball at third grade. I know we have, you know, started eight years old for travel soccer. So I think that's a rough, good age that we can start doing some more competitive travel uh, programs. But it really depends on, you know, your finances, your availability, what sports they like, and, you know, making sure you don't push them into one sport, making sure they kind of pick their own sport and, you know, give them some options. I think a lot of times 
now once kids get to high school, they are more sports specific, which I think is more of a negative than a positive lately. So, you know, starting them young in different sports, letting them pick, I think is a great option for them. And just because you play the sport doesn't mean they want to play the sport. So that's something I'm trying to instill in my son when he gets older is here's options. You can play them whatever you want. You know, I like golf. Do I want him to play golf? Yeah. But if he doesn't, then that's his choice. But I want him to be able to make that choice instead of me make it for him. So it really depends. But I would say there's all different age groups depending on the level of, you know, involvement that you're looking for in sports. When your son is old enough to play golf, I'm going to replay this for you and remind you (laughs) that you said that you'll let him pick, but I have a feeling it might go the other way. There's a lot of golfers in our family, so I think he's predestined to play it no matter what. Now, if it's not a competitive level, it's fine, but if it's recreational here or there, I'm sure he'll play a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we shall see. (laughs) Only time will tell. Thank you for listening. Be sure to download, rate, share, and subscribe to A Talk in the Park wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Wheaton Park District on Facebook and Instagram at Wheaton Park District. Additional information on Wheaton Park District programs and services can be found at wheatonparkdistrict.com. Until next time, this has been A Talk in the Park. A Talk in the Park is a production of the Wheaton Park District.